BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. So Angela Davis is a Bay Area icon, point blank period. And there's this exhibit being put on at the Oakland Museum of California that promises to honor her in a way that's never been done before. For this type of material in this amount, To be actually seen on gallery walls, to me, that's revelatory. A rare showcase of archives and memorabilia from the life of Angela Davis is on display at the Oakland Museum of California. And it highlights a legacy and a fight towards abolition and for Black lives that is still relevant. Today, meet the woman archiving the legacy of Angela Davis and the intergenerational conversation it's sparking. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. It's really striking when you realize how young Angela Davis was when she became this iconic figurehead for Black freedom movements. Ariana Prail is a culture reporter for KQED. And so you're seeing, you know, a wall of posters in various languages across the world. You're seeing artwork that's been inspired by her. You're seeing the real life, actual materials, the actual like FBI wanted poster for her. You just can't help but be hit with the power of like what her life has represented. And who'd you go to this exhibit with? So I invited my mom, Andrea Prail. She lives in Santa Rosa, and 
I immediately thought of her when I saw that this exhibit was coming out because I remember she told me a story of when she once TA'd for Angela Davis at UCLA. So my mom was a student there. She was in her senior year, and Angela Davis was doing her year of, of teaching, which became very controversial because she was a communist, and she eventually got fired by the UC regents. Mm. Do you remember what the reaction was when you heard that Angela Davis had been fired from UCLA? Oh, there was a big rally uprising. And to know that my, you know, my mother is still alive and, and still has some of those memories, I thought it would be really cool to just see what it would be like to have her come visit this exhibit with me. Yeah, that's so special. I mean, the first image when you walk into the hall is actually of her in the lecture hall at UCLA. And I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, mom, like, were you in the audience in that photo? She certainly stirred up a lot. They really went after her. You know, there's an interview that plays of Angela Davis on loop. And so you're hearing her voice. And my mom sat down and watched the whole thing and was just so taken taken in and I could tell that she was kind of taken back to that time when she was, you know, sitting on the quad with Angela and and getting to hear her voice firsthand. Just remember, she was just very captivating as she was speaking to us. And it was not anything about the mechanics of a class. It was about what was happening. She talked about feeling inspired and motivated by her. She was really speaking to us about the sense of responsibility as a human being on this planet, as well as uh, being a good citizen. I was inspired to take action and not just sit and watch. But she was like, oh, I can knock on the door and, you know, strike up this conversation, you know, bring up issues that are important and people will listen and people will engage. And that, I don't think she really thought that um, that was something people would want to do. <laughs> and um, so she really got to see the power of her voice in that way. She had the conviction. And I, when you take that power, I was knocking on doors and speaking to people. And it was, it was fascinating that I could actually do that. And they actually listened. Just for those who uh, maybe know Angela Davis's profile, you know, they know the image of her, but maybe not so much of her history. How would you describe Angela Davis? I'd describe her as a freedom fighter. And I'm talking about all of the sisters and brothers who are victims of the system, who are easy targets of the police, who get railroaded through the courts into prison often for no reason at all. As someone who is really the embodiment of what it means to have the courage of your convictions. People get very upset when they hear that black people have weapons, their own weapons. And it's so hypocritical because I, they fail to realize the very real things which, which uh, force black people to arm themselves. And I know this is the word that gets thrown around a lot, but she's an icon, you know, then and now. Yeah. An educator, a person of the people, you know, who still shows up to this day to, to speak out and speak up and inspire. What exactly is on display at this exhibition? So you get really a little bit of 
everything. And it really focuses on the era of her being pursued by the FBI, you know, for her association with the Black Panthers. And so you're you're seeing kind of the the pursuit of her, you know, you're seeing the news of when they finally do arrest her, when she's in her disguise. She was on the FBI's most wanted list, was taken to trial, and then you also see the overwhelming support around the world of the movement to free her. And, you know, and she is ultimately, you know, deemed not guilty by a jury. And so there's, you know, kind of the success of of that movement and all the attention that got put on her. There are buttons, there are newspapers, there's artwork that's inspired by her. There's a interview that she did in 2019 that they have on a video that's playing on loop. So you get to kind of have the soundtrack of Angela's voice kind of there following you as you're going around the space, which is really cool. I mean, some of this, I feel like, is already some intimate stuff. Uh, how did it all get there? So the majority of the exhibit comes from the Angela Davis archive, which was created by Lisbeth Tellefson. Angela is someone that I knew um, locally. I've known her socially for 40 years. So it was something that I was excited to do. And over the years, material fell to me. Lisbeth is a community archivist who has taken up the tradition of being a keeper of papers, of knowledge, of artifacts for the sake of our community history. And how and why did she collect all these things? So she told me that she was always a collector as a kid. My grandfather figure was the keeper of papers for his generation, which was like Black movements from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So it's in me to preserve these histories. And so when she was a young adult, she began collecting posters of movements of the time. And she happened to be on a trip to Cuba and she just went into the shop and she found, she came across these posters featuring Angela Davis um, and the Black Panthers. And she was really taken that like, oh, over here in Cuba, like they, they also in solidarity with, you know, these black freedom movements in the U.S. And so she, she described her experience from, from there as just getting hooked. I started to look for more material and more threads and, you know, she got even some material from Angela Davis herself. Uh, she told me that there was no detail too small. There are binders of material that didn't make it to the walls that you can sift through. Just just so much stuff. It's, it's really a gem. One of the big kind of moments was when these newswires and newspapers were starting to liquidate their archives. Nobody else seemed to care, but I was able to, you know, gather thousands of Black Panther newswire photographs. She jumped on those, and, and so she just got tons and tons of photos of Black Panther material, you know, including Angela Davis. And that became a huge chunk of, of what became available and, and part of what you see in the exhibit as well. I mean, Ariana, I feel like Angela Davis is really revered in the Bay Area, but how rare is it to see this type of material from her life? 
Oh, it's really rare. And I and I wasn't even aware of that until talking to Lisbeth Tellefsen, just how archives tend to just live in an archive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's primarily accessed for academic use. Most archival material never sees the light of day in this way. Um, you might have a research project where you would go into the stacks and request a box where you could see a handful of documents. We have something very, very special kind of available to us in the Bay Area right now, which is really, really cool. I'm curious why bring out all this stuff now? So Angela Davis's life, I think, is always going to be relevant you know, to democracy. You know, what it means to fight against injustice and discrimination. Uh, nothing is really isolated from anything else and certainly can't separate the movement inside the prisons from the Black Liberation Movement, which has been evolving uh, over years and years and years. And sadly, you know, we are still in a place in our country where we continue <laughs> needing the example of her life, right? Mm. And what she went through and what she stands for because we continue to battle many of the same issues. What I saw around me, I saw black people resisting. It's keeping history. And I also just think of, you know, the term Sankofa, which is, you know, the principle of looking to the past in order to make progress for the future. And so I think that's what this exhibit represents. There may be one or two people that see this exhibit and start to think about archives and the importance of preserving history, you know, the legacy of the keepers of the papers. Something uh, I feel like we haven't explicitly said, but I feel like is very uh, like underlying in this conversation is the importance of archives for the next generation and making sure that this history is kept so that the next generation can sort of draw from it. My name is Erica Persons. I am 19 years old. Erica is great. Erica is a student at Laney College who is also a young activist. And she also is a part of Angela Davis's sister, Fania Davis's organization called Our Joy Restorative Justice for Oakland Youth. And so it was really, really cool to see her engage with the material as someone who who knows of Angela Davis, isn't inspired by her, but still doesn't necessarily know the full story. She grew up in uh, Alabama. I never knew that. You know, Erica always thought she was from the Bay because she's so, you know, embedded here as a, as a member of the community. Um, still a town legend. <laughs> it was cool to, to see her kind of have some of those aha moments as she walked through, but also just kind of feel affirmed in her love and appreciation for, for Angela. I just thought, you know, like, Auntie Angela, there she go. <laughs> like, just seeing, you know, her face, you know, is just like power and femininity, and you see, like, how she held her own ground, you know. There was a moment when we were walking through, and there's some photographs that were taken that are really, you know, shining a light on 
prison abolition. And I remember that was the moment when, you know, she really reflected on her work that she's doing with Our Joy, with restorative justice for Oakland youth, kind of in a way saw herself in, you know, the work that's being done today and the connection to, to Angela Davis's legacy. I don't know what word to use, but she talks about it like it's not the past. It's not because it, it, history does repeat itself. It does all the time, you know, and we just got to keep it pushing and, you know, move forward and be conscious. So, yeah, that's how she's influenced me in my life. What are you taking away um, as you hear these women from these different generations talking about Angela Davis and the impact that she's had on their lives? Angela Davis is one of these peak examples, right, of just worldwide impact, but that we also all have an impact, whether it's through activism or everyday kindness that can leave a mark on somebody's memory and life. You know, that my mom has memories in her 70s of, you know, somebody who impacted her in her 20s, right? And that now, you know, Erica, who's 19, is getting to experience it. But then one day she's going to be that person who's going to be reflecting and maybe has impacted someone else's life. And so when I look at that exhibit, it's just it just lets you know, too, that, you know, her legacy is alive and well. It's lasting and it continues to be a spark. It continues to be a conversation starter, an inspiration to act. In many, many ways, this is a living history, you know, that the movement for abolition, for example, is current and relevant today. And, and you see that and it's embodied there. Um, and it's powerful. Well, Ariana, thank you so much for taking me through this exhibit, at least in podcast form. I definitely want to visit in person now after this conversation. Yes, you definitely have to hit it up. It's it's definitely worthwhile. And I hope everyone else who, who listens to this feels inspired to go too. Angela Davis sees the time is on view now through June 11th. So you've got quite a bit of time to check it out. But what's a better rainy day activity than walking through a museum? Am I right? Thanks to Ariana Prail, a cultural reporter for KQED. This 30-minute conversation with Ariana was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Aditi Bunlamudi scored this episode and added all the tape. Jen Chien is our director of podcasts. Cesar Saldana is our podcast engagement producer. And Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and warm this weekend. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Randa Adelfettah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.